Hello, and welcome to the Amber Stitt Show. I am your host, Amber Stitt, and I am obsessed with helping people get their financial and personal lives in order. Every week, my guests and I explore the fundamentals and practices that will help you stay on top of your game in business, but also at home. I believe we all have different pathways we have to take to reach our peak performance so that we can live up to our peak potential. And this podcast is dedicated to helping you get there. I'm excited to share the insights and habits that my guests and I have cultivated throughout our lives so that we can help you on your journey towards a happy, successful, and fulfilling life. Let's jump right into today's show. Hello, and welcome to the Amber Stitt Show. I am your host, Amber Stitt, and today we welcome Iris Ortega, the Community Engagement Manager at the Live and Learn Women's Nonprofit Organization. Welcome, Iris. Thank you for being here today. Hi, Amber. Thank you so much for having us. For all the listeners that haven't met Iris yet or they haven't learned about Live and Learn, we're going to discuss a little bit about how the organization helps in Arizona and who they serve. And uh, I was lucky enough to meet Iris through my community, my network, uh, with women in insurance and financial services being a part of that organization. There was another person at Live and Learn that had connected with me. I think we had met at maybe a coffee meetup. And then next thing you know, I'm meeting Iris and the team and uh, was fortunate enough to be part of their Hope Blooms committee. And we'll have more about that later. But um, that's where I have met Iris. And I think I had an anniversary on LinkedIn the other day that it's almost maybe one year potentially, or like we're coming up at least over six months, but of just talking together. And so that's pretty fun. So I thought since the audience might not know about you and your group, let's kick it off with talking a little bit about your, your background, your history, and then what you do at Live and Learn. Yeah, so like you mentioned, I'm the community engagement manager. So really, uh, what I do is go out into the community, connect with individuals like yourselves. We're very passionate about supporting women in our community and just engage them with our mission. Our mission is to break the cycle of generational poverty. We'll get into what that means in a little bit. Um, but I'm actually very blessed and fortunate. I always tell everybody I'm extra connected to the mission because I started off as a client myself in 2012. So that's just a little extra something right there for you guys. So when you're saying client, that means that you had gone through the two-year program that is available to yes. people that meet and, and get um, into the Live and Learn, um, uh, I guess we'll call it a program, but how does that even begin? How does someone start and become um, what you guys say is a client? How do you um, decide who can be one to work with Live and Learn? Yeah, so, I mean, right now, Live and Learn works with women. So that's the main thing. You have to be a woman or identify as a woman in order to receive services. And we work with women who have been affected by domestic violence, extreme poverty, and homelessness. We know that those are the three key areas that are really impacting um, and, you know, uh, affecting families in poverty right now. And I know you mentioned breaking the cycle of generational poverty. Can you give us an idea of what that looks like. And when we're working with, you're working with clients and you mentioned those three parts, what, I guess, maybe from a statistical perspective, what constitutes generational poverty? 
Yeah, I always, the best way that I could explain generational poverty is by explaining situational poverty. So there's two types of poverty. We talk about situational poverty and generational poverty. So situational poverty is a family that is affected by um, something that happened, a situation that happened that is shifting the amount of income coming into the family. So this could be maybe a parent lost a job, maybe a divorce, maybe a chronic, an illness that suddenly arose. So situational poverty typically affects a family for a period of six months or less. Um, And it can um, typically you can overcome situational poverty and really it doesn't have any long term negative impact on the children or the adults in the family. Um, Resources like rental assistance, food boxes, um, those are very helpful in situational poverty. Whereas generational poverty is actually a vicious trap that occurs when a parent's poverty permanently affects the lives of the, their children. Okay. And so this can happen from, you know, generation to generation. Okay. So obviously generational, multiple decades. You're mentioning the children. So when it comes mm-hmm. from the situational piece, there could be, I mean, the most recent one would be COVID for people potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one that all of us can relate to. Yeah. So I feel like the family element is the big one. I mean, there's parents, Mm -hmm. obviously that's affecting parents, but it's like a trickle down pattern of behavior potentially that could come from living in this, um, the kind of the the first step of of poverty. But if it sticks around, is that kind of this key element is making sure the children and how they're affected. Like, yeah, I, I feel like that's a big piece of this. It's huge. I mean, we know that generational poverty will, will impact children in the family um, long term. We know that their educational, um, you know, experiences, if, if they're able to maintain a job, even their health, believe it or not, children in general. Yep. Children in generational poverty are more likely to suffer from chronic illnesses, heart, heart disease, um, diabetes and so on. And you're saying children. Yes. So it's interesting because as I work in financial services, we'll see that the caretakers, historically female, not always the case, but um, the caretakers tend to have the chronic illness factor. If they're taking care of someone that's disabled, maybe the adult parent, grandparents. I didn't even Mm -hmm. think about the dynamic that that could actually translate down over into the children's lives the same way. Yeah. And funny enough, Amber, Live and Learn does not serve children. So we don't work with the children directly, but the work that we're doing with the women in the family right. mom is having a multi-generational impact. Yeah. Uh, we get that question a lot. Why, why do you guys work with women only? And the truth is that women have 79% of low income families in Arizona. Um, we know that their income directly affects the ch- child's lifelong well-being, happiness, productivity, sustainability. And we also know that women are chronically unemployed, underemployed, and dependent on government assistance. Okay, so that's where I was going to head next was Arizona, kind of the Maricopa County. Like, what are you seeing? Um, But if if anything, we've talked about leadership uh, on the podcast and Mm -hmm. and just kind of um, ways to have more resilience as we have things that we're going to face in life. So I think it, it, it does start with the parents. If the parents have some of the leadership and the tools and the resources, hopefully that's going to take care of the children too. There's certainly work that 
uh, is there on that pediat pediatric level um, into the young adult, but that's where I think the foundational part of this is helping the, the adult, the, the female. You said 79% of female households in Arizona. Poverty, is that what you said? 79% of low-income families are headed by women. Yes. Wow. That's amazing stat. Obviously not a good one. So the more that we can do um, to support that, and it sounds like the programs, the education, tell us a little bit more about the curriculum because it's not like we're providing, you provide just a safe place. There's so much more to that. So do you mind diving into the curriculum and kind of what a, a client might receive? Yeah, so we have what we call our pathway out of poverty, and we cover um, a few different areas, including education, career planning, health, life skills, um, financial literacy, and health. Mm -hmm. uh, health is one of my favorite ones. We always say if mom isn't healthy, if the woman isn't healthy, she's not going to be able, she's going to have more barriers to overcome. Um, I remember not too long ago, and we've, we hear this in children, right? Like children, if you can't see the board, how are you going to be able to get your work done if you can't see what's on the, on the school board? Um, Similarly, if we're sending women to school, to college, and they're having issues with their teeth, dental issues, vision oh gosh, issues, yeah. if you're not feeling hearing well. issues, they are more likely to drop out of the program, right? And so we're covering the whole person. Um, it's a very holistic approach, and it's a very individualized approach, which means that no, no two women will receive the same services. We really do a full assessment. And depending on that, we kind of guide our next steps. The custom approach, that is really neat. I feel like in business, there's so many ways to automate and be efficient, but it is so important for me to have a boutique approach with my clients because not everyone is the same. So the fact that you customize and tailor to that person and remove, I feel like removing barriers. We talked about being <laughs> sick earlier today and just not feeling well. What's that, what's that like when you show up to try to do your job? Let's just say your job if you're not feeling well. We take that down to the family level. If you are, like you're saying, the health, if you're not feeling well, it is hard to be present, especially for children, when you're not on your A game. So if there's some other things like the dental work and just other problems that are arising I can imagine how how distracting that could be. I mean, we know that, you know, women that have experienced domestic po abuse, mm -hmm. uh, poverty, homeless, homelessness, they already have enough barriers to overcome, right? We're talking about childcare barriers, transportation barriers. So if we can take care of things like the health pieces that might be as simple as getting a pair of glasses, you know, getting some dental work done, those are easy, right? Those are really easy things that we can um, support them with. Well, every human deserves that. So that's... absolutely. Okay. Is there anything this? I'm going to throw you like maybe a little curveball. I, I want fellow, the fellow uh, audience to really know what might be happening in our backyards in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Like you talked about 79%. You're mentioning homelessness. I think people forget that there's really things happening, even though we can't see it. So is there any like highlights, like a top three to five that people need to know so that that could help motivate them to want to help you and your organization? 
Yeah. So, you know, there's so many, of course, and I, the statistics have shifted a lot recently due to COVID. So our numbers are a lot higher. I don't want to give you specific numbers because I don't want to mess it up. But one, one thing that I always tell people is that poverty doesn't look like the homeless men in the bus stop, right? Like a lot of people think, homelessness looks like you have to be out on the street Mm -hmm. um, panhandling things like that that's not exactly what it looks like we have to pay attention and it could mean like our neighbor our daughter our friend who might be struggling to get their basic needs met Um, and just because you know they they look well they're doing well that does not mean that they're not struggling and could use the support yeah so something to really 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 take with you um, another thing is um, domestic violence is a focus point for live and learn. And, you know, financial independence is huge. The main reason that women come back to abusive relationships is because they are not financially independent. Um, each time that a woman will leave, the aggression at home gets worse and really putting her life in danger. What does that mean exactly? Is it because the person that's being left causes so many more problems, the resources run out and the, and the, the, the mom, the woman comes back to the home? Is that what you mean? That's exactly what that means. The, mom, the woman feels like, you know what? I could do this. I'm going to leave. They leave. They run out of resources. They're struggling to meet their basic needs. They come back into the home where the abuse is happening. Mm-hmm. And then the abuse actually gets worse. I think the statistic is a woman will try to leave seven times before seven. they're successful. Seven times. And each time the risk of death, it gets higher and higher. Oh my gosh. That gives me goosebumps. Yeah. The financial literacy piece, it's important for me. I feel like, um, especially when I work in financial services, I feel like there's a place for people if they really want to be and serve people in finance. It's not always about being this accounting brain and being book smart. I I know that I, I believe you guys are working on financial courses for the clients. And I think you might even have... Were there some affiliates? I feel like you guys have run won some maybe, um, I want to say like Bank of America, or you have mm-hmm. some sponsors that are really trying to advocate for the clients. And so I think you've had kind of a standing set of sponsors, but then I, I feel like you guys are developing more lately. Is there anything you can share about that? Yeah, financial literacy is huge. In every step of the program, um, we make sure that we're providing those skills to the women and and really walking them through what that looks like at each different stage, right? Because financial literacy is important, but some of the skills that you need after you get a job are different than when you're in school, right? You might have to learn to save differently. Now you have a big paycheck coming in. What does that mean? Now you have to worry about retirement, and mm-hmm. so on. So there's just so many pieces in each different um, time that uh, that we have a step up. There's a few different um, things that we go through. But yeah, so our the women in our program are receiving financial literacy every month through their client coordinators. And that means every month where they're doing transportation plans, um, you okay. know, child care plans. We are talking financial literacy. But also we have some amazing support from volunteers. We have a longstanding volunteer, Daniel from Bank of America, who provides some amazing workshops and 
We've seen some great outcomes. I think his last workshop was a huge hit. Um, and women just absolutely love it. Uh, the things that he's learning. Um, something that I hear a lot is that he really meets them where they're at and doesn't push more, right? Like we oftentimes say, you have to save a hundred a, a paycheck or you have to save X amount or you have to go open up these savings accounts. Mm -hmm. The reality is that they might just not be there. And right. so meeting them where they're at is really important. We also have another amazing volunteer, Teresa, who does one-on-one -on -one coaching and unbelievable, right? Like just that one-on-one -on -one connection. Um, the last story that I heard was one woman who actually was able to pay off some of her debt, take a bunch of stuff off her credit report and bump up her score. And oh. this woman is going to be getting ready to purchase a home soon. So this is important, right? Her family is growing. Um, she needs to be in a good place. So she's making those steps necessary now to prepare for that. It's interesting that you guys have pathways out of poverty. The framework that I've mentioned before is the pathways of peak performance. There's focus areas. Number one is focusing on talents, and that really goes into understanding who you are. The second part would be focusing on money. So it's so important for me, for people to have the confidence that you, not everyone receives information the same way. Some like to read books, some like, some like a video or a workshop, something in person. Your way is not going to be the same as everybody else's. And so it sounds like with the customization, you guys are really paying attention to that. And the, having the comprehension of finance, there's so many facets of that. But if we can build some of the basic kind of routine, budgeting, like you said, if, even if the money's not there, but we're training our brains to have mm -hmm. the confidence that there's a system that works for that household, that individual, that, that mom, eventually... There's, there's going to be some success because you're setting that, that framework, that groundwork, and then building in those habits. Um, and it sounds like you guys are giving them the resources for that. So I love that about um, the program. Is there anything that we haven't covered that we should know about that the audience should learn about before we wrap this up? Um, the really live and learn has amazing results, right? We have an 85% success rate and we couldn't, uh, make this happen without the support of individuals that are supporting live and learn like yourself, of course, helping us out with the, with our 2023 hope blooms brunch. Um, but individual donors and partners, volunteers, we couldn't make it happen. So they're vital to our mission and, you know, please reach out to us. We'd love to get you involved. There's different ways. I'd love to talk to everyone about the Arizona tax credit, which mm -hmm. is a way that everybody can contribute to live and learn um, and get everything back when they file their tax return. Um, so definitely lots of opportunity here. Um, we'll be speaking on Domestic Violence Awareness Month later on. Mm -hmm. And, yep. you know, let's. I'm excited to engage and connect with every listener out here. I hope to see you guys out in October. Um, supporting and advocating for women in Maricopa County. Yeah. Um, before we wrap up, I feel like people should know there's these pretty awesome, you guys do this breakdown, and I'll link this up if I can, of what they can do to help. You guys literally show if you do, and I don't know if I have the denominations correctly, but like $20, $25 a month gives this person XYZ. It mm -hmm. makes it more tangible. Um, 
so people can get on a monthly program with you, you guys, right? And they can support, can you, can you remind me? It's like either gas or it's groceries or something for the kids. What are some of those little yeah. packages people can do? That's just, it's not that much money, but it's something that can yeah. just reap. It, it can do so much for people. Yeah. I don't have the breakdown in front of me, but I will tell you that it's super attainable, right? When we say $10 a month, that's our morning coffee run. So it's definitely not going to make a huge dent in your pocket, but it will make all the difference in somebody's life. And so those $10 a month will equal to, you know, uh, 120 a year more. We have some donors in our giving circle that are donating um, their tax credit that way. And it truly does make an impact. And um, something that Live and Learn also is a member of the um, SNAPCAM program which means that we get reimbursed for DES, from DES um, for DES, programming. get a reimbursement? <laughs> yeah. So what okay. that means for donors is that your donor, uh, your donation actually goes further. Okay. So if you donate a dollar, DES will match about 38% oh, wow. of that. And so really it does make a huge impact. So okay. help us out and visit our webpage, engage with us. Something that everybody could do today is just go to social media Follow us to stay connected and find out what's going on. We're actually running our Target Circle um, campaign oh, yeah. right now. So if you shop at Target, go to Target Circle and vote for Live and Learn. Help us get a contribution from Target that way. Okay. Um, so there's definitely, you know, lots of different ways that anybody can get involved in. Very quick and easy ways to do it right now. Um, but for those who would like more information, I'd love to connect with you and tell you about how you can make a difference. Okay. I really appreciate all the information, Iris. And I'm going to do my best to link up as much as I can and give people, is it okay to have, uh, there's a way for them to reach out to you directly if they have more questions? Yes. Anybody can email hope at liveandlearnaz.org. So it's hope at liveandlearnaz.org. And I'm happy to give you guys more information and anything that you're interested in. Um, keep an eye out on our website, our calendar of events. We'll have some things um, posted on there at the beginning of September, specifically for Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Yeah, it sounds like you guys are doing kind of a launch pre-October for Domestic Violence Awareness Month, which is October. And so there'll be some a schedule of events to pay attention to rolling into that month. So I'll make sure that we connect on that too. So for everybody that's listening, even if you're not local in Arizona, there are ways that you can help this organization on a national level, um, and I'll be able to be a resource there too. So thanks for listening, everybody, and thanks, Iris. I really appreciate your time, and I will be seeing you soon for the Hope Blooms uh, brunch luncheon and more about that to come. So thanks, everybody, for being here, and have a great day. Thank you, Amber. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of The Amber Stitch Show. For more information about the podcast, books, articles, and more, please visit me at amberstitt.com. Until next week, enjoy your journey at home and at work. Thank you for listening.